Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Duval in the playoffs, baby. And BJ Thomas. What kind of JV bullshit was that? (laughs) What what that was truly was a bad, horrible matchup. Because TCU, their offense played right into Georgia's defense's hands. Georgia's offense just what TCU's defense was not built for Georgia's offense. So you have a bad matchup on both sides of the ball and a significant talent gap. You must, have watched, just, you must have watched 10 minutes of that game. What happened was that offensive and defensive line was absolutely dominant. Yeah. And which is, which yeah. is, which is the absolute difference between these conferences. So, so Georgia has lost one game in two seasons. Yeah. Okay. One of the best two game two year stretches I've ever seen up there with Miami of 2001, 2002, which by the way, Georgia's better, technically better because they won their championship, the second championship, even though Miami had their stolen. We can get into that, but I've heard it all day, all day. Well, what about Alabama? What about Alabama? Why wasn't <laughs> LSU in that game? Why wasn't Tennessee in that game? Well, when when Georgia played when Georgia played T, uh, Tennessee, beat the living piss out of them. Mm-hmm. 20, 20, no, no, no. TCU got the living piss beat out of them. Twenty points, a three possession game, is not having the piss beat out. Of them. They both games were over by halftime. Sure, for when, the sake of conversation. Sure. When Georgia played LSU, that game was over by halftime. It was thirty-five ten at halftime. Fourteen point game. Yeah. Thirty-five ten. <laughs> what, what did it finish? It finished 50 to 30. Oh, I'm sorry. Then the other one, who the host of the Tennessee was a 14 point game. Yeah. With a, with a late coverage on touchdown. Still would have so, been a better matchup than anything else that was out there. Well, well it's, it's funny. You mentioned that because Tennessee, because Alabama, not Alabama, Georgia has had two one possession games all season. The first one was against Missouri, which was a weird night in Columbia. Georgia played like their D game. Missouri jumped down and like was hanging on for dear life, and Georgia finally came back. Yeah. There's been one game all season where Georgia legitimately could have lost to yeah. the only team that could survive the SEC from the Big Ten. Well, they're not the in only, the SEC. The, the only team. Hey, the only yeah. team. The rest of that conference is garbage. The Big Twelve and the Pac-12 are absolute trash. They're not going to get anywhere, and I cannot wait till the twelve-team playoff. Is going to fix all this shit. We, we will see. <laughs> no, we but won't it, see. It'll be it'll been LSU and Georgia last night. But that that. But again, uh, yes, it would have been closer. I mean, they can't couldn't get much worse. But the outcome would have still been the same. Georgia beat LSU, beat the pants right. off. Them. But I wouldn't have been bored at nine thirty. Oh, I wasn't bored. I, I was watching documentary on footlongs, not the one that Dorian watches. I was watching Nathan's foot. Whoa, Nathan whoa, 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 whoa. I got sick. I got sick of watching Georgia wear TCU as a knee-high sock. <laughs> um, Talk about the guts rearranged on national TV. Yeah. So um, that quarterback, um, Max Dugan for TCU, um, I heard a lot of like praise and stuff like that. Is it fair to say he went up against an NFL type of defense? He, he went up against an NFL type defense that takes away their style of offense. So is he still par or he just had a bad? He is a system quarterback. Keep in mind that this is very similar to the same system that produced quarterbacks like Graham Harrell, like Andy Dalton. Oh, wow. Oh, that's true. So, hey. it, he, 
Yeah, Duggan, Duggan has some moxie to him. He has an attitude. He does not have the talent to be an NFL starter. So, so you think he has potential to be like a solid backup or maybe like a third string? He, he has a potential to be Matt Castle. Matt Castle can't run. At least Duggan can move. Yeah. But he has the potential to be a solid backup that will go in and win you a couple games here or there. What about Stetson Bennett? What do you think his NFL? Stetson Bennett, if he goes to the right team that understands how to actually build around a quarterback, will can be a consistent starter for 10 years. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett reeks of Alabama quarterback. You think so? Oh, he's got all the weapons around him, NFL yeah. offensive line, top-notch running backs, top-notch wide receivers. What's going to happen when he doesn't have all the pieces? Well, and, and that's what I mean. If he goes goes to a team that doesn't necessarily rely on the quarterback just making magical plays, he okay. he will be a, a starter for 10 years. If he goes to a team that needs him to just be Superman, he'll be out after his first contract. I saw something that somebody said that replace uh, Lamar Jackson with Stetson Bennett. Why? Because they're the same age? <laughs> no, because it'd be cheaper. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, but do you think that's well? They were saying that from an accuracy standpoint. No, okay. No pocket quarterback is going to be good at Baltimore, the way they're currently con- con- constructed. Mm-hmm. No drop back pocket passing quarterback will be good in that system. That system is built for Lamar Jackson and quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. All you do is limit the RPOs, and you have a drop back offense. Yeah, they run the football. They have a good offensive line. They just have no receivers. Right. It'd be nice to get Lamar some receivers before we start changing quarterbacks. I, I did like Ryan Clark's um, thing about Lamar Jackson. I, I think I sent you guys that, that clip from YouTube when they were talking about, should he play this week? Should he sit out? He was like, if I'm Lamar and I'm like remotely hurt, I'm sitting out. Cause you know why? A, I don't have a contract and B, they suck without me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Exactly. So um, but yeah, um back to the game. So I'm looking at George's defense, right? And I'm thinking there's probably another what six uh six players is going first round. I don't I don't think there's six first round players on that defense. I think there's there's six players, six or seven players that'll get drafted in the first two rounds. Okay. Well, did you see that video of uh, David Pollock saying that Georgia taking over college football sitting next to Nick Saban? Because he's <laughs> it, it uh, Nick Saban looked at him like you motherfucker. Well, and that, well, you know what? He's right though. Yeah. Kirby Smart is the best coach in college football right now, not of all time, but as of yeah. right now, right now, he is yeah. the best coach in college football. Yeah. 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 And then he's going to get another stellar recruiting class but man like I, I keep wrapping my head around brock bowers only a sophomore dude he's a sophomore he could come out right now and be in the top uh and being a lot at least the top 15 See, if he came he, out right now what do you have like eight catches over 100 yards and a touchdown eight catches 140 out uh, 152 yards and a touchdown and here's the thing like when like when reggie bush was coming out or when when mike williams with it was at uc usc and wanted to come out no it wasn't reggie bush it was maurice claret they might have gone, been able to compete in one of the pros. Brock Bowers could probably compete in the pros right now. 
Yeah, but they oh, are fucking unicorns. They yeah. are goddamn unicorns. And hear- if you had guys going from high school or one year of college going straight to the pros, they'd be broken in half. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was one guy he compared, he said Brock Bowers had the hands and strength of Gronkowski, but the legs of Tony Gonzalez and and he said another um Hall of Fame tight end. Look, yeah, he look, yeah, he said he that, said that, that, that's that saying a lot. I hate that. I hate those comparisons. That's saying yeah. a lot. Let me let me that's ask you about Tony Gonzalez. Had he played the ball in high school, notice. would he be better? He might his career might not have been as long. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Tony played a while. Tony yeah. did play a while. And some guys just got it, man. Some guys yeah. can just do stuff. Yeah. Tony's one of those guys. He just yeah. does things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know who's not doing things anymore? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Oh. That was a slimy transition out of college football. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even done pissing on your campfire yet. <laughs> um well I'm I'm sure we will get to the NFL soon enough. But as far as uh college football is concerned, um so I thought they they said that TCU had had a first team all American wide receiver, a second team all American wide receiver, uh Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson is damn good. They ran up against the first defense they've played all season that can stop yeah. the run and cover. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that, that's what I mean. Like their their offense was predicated on tempo, on the receivers. No, just no, no, no. I'm not. It, this is not a TCU problem, other than the shitty conference they belong to. This is a they <laughs> ran up against the first defense all year mm-hmm. that can stop the run and cover. Right. They have not countered that all season because they don't play in a worth a worthy conference. Yeah. Most of the yeah. defense they they most of the defenses they played against play zone. Yeah. Most of the defense in the Big Twelve play zone. They rushed for, played man, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. And and they ran up against a, a defense that could play man. Most defenses mm-hmm. they played against couldn't play man. And that's what I mean. Like their scheme is against, is a zone busting scheme. So how was, oh, oh, oh well, besides the talent, Ohio State, it seemed as if they, they were successful because they were taking it at Georgia. Yeah, because like, they um, won a different scheme. First of all, you take Marvin Harrison out of that game, and it would not have looked the same. Yeah, fair enough. And, and, yeah. Uh, and let's not forget, Marvin Harrison Jr. was actually their second best receiver going into training camp this year. Yeah, I don't know about that. Jackson Smith and Jigba never played down this year. Yeah, I think by the end of the year, regardless of who was on the field, Marvin Harrison Jr. would have been number one. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you take Marvin Harrison Jr. out of that equation, that game's not the okay. Same. So let, let's let's say Marvin's one. Smith and Jig was still number two, still a damn good number two. Put up 300 yards in the Rose Bowl last year. Oh, yeah, he saw it. Against who? Against Utah. Woo! <laughs> 300 yards is still 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of yards, bro. But, yeah. but, Dorian, to your point, Ohio State runs an offense that can beat man coverage. They run a lot mm. of crossing routes, they run a lot of picks. Beats man coverage. TCU does not run that. They run zone busters. And, uh, and again, that's what I said. It's a bad scheme against that kind of defense with a big talent gap. Yeah. There was no no chance. Yeah. Hey. This man. 
I just, you just, and and on defense, mm. they went a three three five with it with with the zone. You can't run three three five against Georgia. That's you can't. You you'll get what you'll get sixty five points running. That foot foot on you, right? <laughs> and that's just what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know what? They, it, you know. Yeah. You know what it takes to rush for and play man. Fucking talent. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which they're lacking in that conference. I'm gonna. I'll kick this dog till it turns to dust. <laughs> yeah, I mean those soft spots in that zone, man. Made uh, I think it's number eighty-four, McConkey or something. Made him look like the second coming of them, bro. <laughs> bro, <laughs> golly, big West Walker, big West Walker went off. <laughs> but, and, and that's the point. Like, I mean, that's why Michigan had to change their defense a couple of years ago because they would play. You know they would they would rush four possibly five, play man in the back, and they could beat they would win eight nine ten games a season. When they played against a team that could that could play against that, they get mm-hmm. just destroyed. Eight mm-hmm. nine ten games in conference. So it's interesting. So last week, BJ walked back his Vanderbilt would be a ten win team if they played in the Big Ten and mm-hmm. said that they would be, be they would be five hundred. Is that five hundred? Yeah. Okay. So the SEC is so much better because Vanderbilt finished five and seven this year. Yeah, they're definitely getting two or three more games on the deal. I think five hundred six and six. They're getting two, three more games on the deal, easy. And every year, every so often, Vanderbilt has an up year, which is close to five hundred for them, and then they go back down to where they came from. So you know that that's a fact. Yeah, every year. I mean, they... you're you're Big Ten fan. You understand the blind squirrels find acorns concept. Like two champion, like two championships in 22 years. You understand that? Hell, the Lions have a winning record this year. Woo! <laughs> Actually, the Lions are going to be a really fucking dangerous team next year. Yeah, I'm not putting money on that. I, I've 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 seen this. Yeah, you're, I've seen this you, movie before. I've never seen anybody hate their own team so much. <laughs> It's not. It's an abusive relationship. It's, you've never, you've, you've never seen an offense like this with that young of a defense with talent on both sides of the ball. The team is young. It's not like they signed a bunch of free agents to make this happen. No, and 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 here's the thing: that defense has been solid since they, uh, you know, pushed Pleasant to the curve. And the fact that Dan Campbell was able to keep their focus in a game that didn't matter solely on the fact that they hate Green Bay yeah. was amazing. To get millionaires to focus on a game that doesn't matter and destroy one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Not only did it, he announced his attentions on live TV. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't want them to go. We're going to play some defense and our offense will catch up. And guess what happened? Yeah. They played defense and their offense caught up. There, there was a, there was a moment on Wikipedia and obviously they've changed it where they um, were Aaron Rodgers, uh, parents were listed and Kirby Jones was, was listed as his father. A mom's a freak. <laughs> I love it. If Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers cared about his parents, that'd be even funnier. Mm-hmm. It, no, you, but he's got his number for whatever reason. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and look, looking at their draft this past year, to BJ, to your point, they're young and they're talented. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that Amon Ross St. Brown, I could see him being top five. Wide receiver in, yeah. in the league, like they got him and, with him and DJ Chark. Yeah, and, and, DJ Chark. and by the way, Jamerson Williams. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah, I think he had, a, he had a touchdown called back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. On the flea flicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I'm telling you, that Lions team is going to be a problem next year. They will take over yeah. for the Packers. Yeah, and then them running backs they got too. Especially. Well, and, and yeah. that's Williams like, and Swift. DeAndre man. Swift is good. Jamal Williams is a battering ram. I don't yeah. think Swift is, uh, you know, a quality starter. Yeah. But I think well, I think he's good to split carries. The next thing to judge where your franchise is is how do they handle this when they have to pay everybody? Yeah. And and on top of that, how do they handle it when their coordinators might be getting uh, head coaching jobs? Mm. Already starting. Yep. That's the trick. Because, again, like I said, this turnaround happened when they fired Pleasant as defensive coordinator. Mm. So when their defensive coordinator gets a head coaching job, because look what he did, mm-hmm. how do they replace him? And that's, that's what right. Campbell needs. Campbell is a great motivator. He is suspect in other areas of the game, but he is a phenomenal motivator. But, see, that's the thing, though. A head coach doesn't need to be the X's and O's guy. No, no, no. Right. He doesn't need to be, but he, 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 needs needs to, under, he needs to understand motivation, uh, clock management. Yep. Well, he doesn't need to understand clock management. They hire people for that. They got like 20-person coaching staffs. Sean McVay's got a guy to pull him by the waist to keep him from getting a penalty off the field. <laughs> These guys, I mean, he doesn't need that. Dan Campbell can be himself. Hire people to fix his deficiencies. And as long as he recognizes he's deficient in things, Dan Campbell's going to be successful. Because for for whatever reason, those guys line up behind him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, that they really showed me something beating Green Bay. Oh. Uh, uh, solely on the fact of I just don't want him to go. And yeah. I and I said it when it happened, the reaction from Shark when he caught that first down. Yeah. Yeah. You would have thought not only had they made the playoffs, they were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been banging your mom for like 15 years. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was time to get him out of there. And that, that had to feel good. Even for, yeah. you know, DJ just got there this year, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he understands. Dan Campbell did a great job. I think the, the Lions are an upcoming team. They might be my third favorite team right now. Yeah, I'll I, be excited to watch them next year. I, I'm, I'm excited, too. Again, it's, it's an abusive relationship. I've, I've seen this movie before. The you, you've, you've never seen this movie of the Lions. Not since I've been alive have they been young talented built from within not free agencies no really big contracts um you've never seen this lions team that is true and i and i would like you to say on a recorded line that you've come come around on aiden hutchinson oh absolutely he made me he he, uh he made a believer out of me um they built him up a little too much i thought pre-draft and i think without the interceptions we might not be talking about him the same because nine sacks is a rookie's kind of ho-hum right now. But did, did he get a couple in this last game? He got, he got two in this past game. So that's um, 11, I, 11 on the season with three interceptions, I believe. I'm, correct. Yeah. I'm not looking anything up. I'm and I believe, I believe the Lions are the first team ever to have two rookies with eight sacks. Yeah, so, I mean, they're only getting better. That defense started out as absolute dumpster fire and has improved every week up until this point. So mm-hmm. there's, I see no reason to be cold on the Lions. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. They do need linebacking help, but once they yes. get that, once they get and, that, boy. And and let's not forget, they have two first round picks this year. Yeah. I'm looking up Aiden's stats right now. Yeah, they, um, they have he to... had nine and nine and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss, three interceptions. At least one fumble recovery. I'm looking right now. Two fumble recoveries. Two, but he yeah. didn't force any. That'll change next year, I bet. Oh, it almost it almost changed this past week. Yeah. So I, and I believe he is one of three defensive linemen to have a fumble recovery and interception in a career. It's him, 
LT, and I forget who the third one is, in a career. And he's done it in one year. Yeah. They're a little light in the asset linebacker, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, their their first two picks should be defense. At least one needs to be linebacker. I'll tell you what. The way the, the, way the draft is going lately, I would go first-round offensive line, feed that monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then and then go defense next to in my opinion. I I I wouldn't be upset with that. I st- I I would be happy if they went defense, but I would not be upset if they worked on the offensive line because Sewell is good, but he from could being be a help. from being a Cowboys fan, the ability to have a tackle and a guard on the bench that you can just plug in and fill gaps is huge in a seventeen game season. <clears throat> but yeah, the 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 reason why Sean McVay is looking to walk away. Is because the the Lions have the Rams. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> I have never seen anybody like. I'll be here for the good stuff, but when it gets bad, I'm going to go home. <laughs> oh he, my god! He's it's looking like, at that, going, uh, "This is, shit, guys. Ain't nothing here." This <laughs> has out. this has Bobby Petrino Atlanta Falcon vibes to it. Yeah, um, just like uh, douchey, douchey, like take my ball and go home, shit. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the at one of the um, mock drafts, and they have the Lions taking at six uh, Kylie Ringo, the cornerback uh, from Georgia, it, and at 18 they have them taking Tyree Wilson, the uh, 6'6", 275 pound edge rusher from Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I've actually seen Ringo drop down to 18 or 19. Um, oh, really? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he will. Um, but now, if if he's available at 18, they should totally take him. Um, the draft, the mock I saw a couple days ago had them taking the guy out of Florida State. Uh, I think it was a def- defensive lineman, but he's actually coming back. You know what bugs me about these mock drafts? These guys are slightly more qualified than us to do this shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a guessing game. And, it, and I'll tell you, if it, mock drafts just prove that we none of us have any idea what the GMs are thinking. And see, yeah. and, and here's the trick. It's not so much that they don't know what they're what they're talking about. They do know what they're talking about. They're saying what their buddies who are agents are telling them to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Which I, is, I, well, that just proves the agents don't know what the fuck's going on either. No, the agents it's, are just trying to get their, their guys drafted higher. Yeah, no. Yeah. Blah. I want to know what the GMs think. That's what mm-hmm. I want to mono mock draft from a guy that talks to GMs, not agents. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is that'll never happen because GMs don't talk. No. From about this point forward, there's going to be radio silence. Yep. As it should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. It, it's it's poker. You you want to keep everything close to the vest. You know, I, I know Chicago's got the number one pick. They probably won't draft a quarterback, although they they probably do need one. Uh, but they've come out and said that we will need to be blown away if you want to take the first round pick. Like, okay. They need to draft yeah. a quarterback. The only problem yes. is who? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ain't, Ain't no one good enough to be drafted number one and be successful in that dumpster fire. And how is the GM going to be the same guy that drafted Ryan Fields? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. Yes. How is he allowed to do that? You screwed this one up terribly. Get out of here. We're going to give another guy another angle to pick this quarterback. And and the thing is, like whatever quarterback they pick he's not going to be successful because that offense is total trash. Mm-hmm. Now you can make the argument that it's trash because of fields, but it's just trash just in general. And it's just more trash because fields is there. After what I saw in the playoffs, I'm taking CJ Stroud number one. Yeah. Um, here in this mock draft, they have 
uh, they actually have Will Anderson from Bama going to the Bears and then Bryce Young going to Houston. A lot of uh, – I don't think that Bryce Young is a better quarterback than uh, C.J. Stroud. I don't think so. Bryce Young – I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah. Give me an example. We've Give talked me about one that. example. There's no example. There's no example of an Alabama quarterback going to a team and approving them. Yeah. By himself. By himself. Unless you go all the way back to Joe Willie. Yeah. I mean, you, you can make a, you could make a case that Tua is a top 10 quarterback right now because of the weapons around him. Right. But here's the thing Tua is doing well, but how many more games does he have in him? He can't take a basic sack at this point. No. If he falls backwards, he's really, he's in danger of having another concussion. Yeah. It seems like most of the times when he gets hit and rolls and falls backwards, he winds up on the concussion protocol. That's not a franchise quarterback. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, he's had, he's had three concussions that we know of this season. And I think, BJ, I think you said that was Steve Young and Drakeman had nine total in their career. In their career. That we they, know about. If you watch the 89 Cowboys, I'm pretty sure Troy had six in that first year. Yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. Troy. Troy even got his butt whipped. And Steve Young, I mean, come on. He played for the Bucks his first season, so he might have got five or six there. But yeah, I just don't know how I don't know how you move forward as the Miami Dolphins with a guy who can't take a basic sack. Well, I mean, the thing is, Teddy is a quality backup. He's not a starter, but he's a quality backup. But to your point, they need an exit strategy. Yeah, I just I don't know. Exit strategy might be coming down from Green Bay. Oh, that would be interesting. That'd be a problem mm-hmm. for the whole league. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. Brian Flores wound up eight and eight last year. Yeah. Now they're eight and eight this year. The only difference is Brian Flores didn't have Tyreek Hill and uh, Bradley Chubb. True. So, hmm. so what's going on with Stephen Ross there? Uh, is it what we think it is? Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing that's going on in Houston. Well, I tell you. They keep letting Lovey Smith. Somebody's going to get a hell of a defensive coordinator next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dorian, I'm going to ask you this. I, I try mm-hmm. not to, to go this route, but as a black man, would you take the head coaching job in Houston? It depends, and I'll tell you why. Just if to I- screw his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Just to screw the owner's daughter. That's it. In, in his bed and wipe my dick on his pillow. <laughs> Now, because the thing about it is, I mean, just to keep it real, like head coaching jobs for for African-American coaches come far and in between. Right. So if I'm like, OK, this may be my only chance to be able to prove that I have some type of grit when it comes to coaching, I probably would take it and I would do. But if I'm a black coach, I'm going in and I'm speaking with the owner saying, hey, how much control do I have? Right. What's the leash are you going to give to me? Because a lot of times coming in as a coach, we're thinking, okay, we, because the, the coaches know, they'll look and say, okay, well, you got uh, Bill O'Brien. He had, it seems as if he had a longer leash than what you're going to give me. I want either the same leash he has or, or, or something that's going to benefit me instead of me just coming here coaching, knowing that I'm coming into a fucking dumpster fire. Well, see, that, that's the thing. I mean, like they had, what was it? David Cudley was who they had in, mm-hmm. uh, last year. Yeah. 
they knew that was going to be just a fucking raging dumpster fire. Right. They right, hired right. him to go through the dumpster fire. Didn't set him up to succeed at all and fired him after one year. They bring in Lovey Smith because they're basically accused of being racist because they are. Again, did not set him up to succeed and gave him one year and gone. Now, you watch Cliff Kingsbury will get five years to work there. Right. I wonder what the difference is. They allowed Bill O'Brien to trade Hopkins. I, how is that okay? How is that okay? Explain. But then Lovey Smith starts to show improvement with the Texans, albeit small. But they were improving. And this is what he gets. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Tell you who could use Lovey Smith, the fucking Bears. Yeah. Yes. But he probably won't go there because he's oh, no. been there, done that. He's like, no, <laughs> fuck y'all. He spent his life in dysfunctional organizations since he left uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you see Lovey getting another head coaching job? He's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. I don't I know. don't see Lovey wanting another head coaching job. It seems like a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. I, I see Lovey wanting you know to stay in the NFL because that's his life. That's his passion. As BJ said, as a defensive coordinator, going this is this is what I am, because he knows that the head coaching jobs that he's going to be up for are not going to be successful. Where did he coach in college? Illinois. 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 Poor guy. The fuck's he yeah. thinking? Well, and what's really funny is he recruited the guys that that are playing in Illinois now that have turned that team around. Yeah. Just how it goes. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, but to go from a Super Bowl, uh, from coaching in a Super Bowl to now like scrambling to find your next uh job, it's um, not well, I see it as uh an eye opener because it's like it, it goes to show that like you, especially as, as an African American coach, you have a short leash and they don't care if, like, like, like for example. They were talking about Mike Tomlin. They're like, yeah, Mike Tomlin uh, hasn't had a losing record since he started coaching. But they say, well, he didn't make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. He didn't make the playoffs. And it's and like, it, you, you know, the goalposts keep getting pushed farther and farther. Like, this guy hasn't had a losing record since he become coach. But now, well, yeah, but he's, he's uh, what, well, I think it was 9-8, and eight and he didn't make the playoffs. So, so it doesn't matter. And a rebuilding season, by the way. Right, in a rebuilding season. And, and the season, which everybody else is rebuilding seasons like five and twelve or four and thirteen. Yeah, and he pulls yeah. off a he pulls off an eight and nine or nine and eight whatever. It and was. is a, a game away from the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Jeff Fitcher can can stick around the NFL for what twenty years, <laughs> finishing seven and nine, eight and eight every I'm single you, year. It, Jason Garrett, yeah. all, fi- all five hundred Garrett. It's it's really hard for me to watch the NFL sometimes. It's very because. The plantation mentality is real. Yeah. It's, it's tough with most of these organizations. There's a few who are all inclusive and like the Steelers and yeah. the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Steelers, <laughs> there's very yeah. few and maybe Shad Khan. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, um. I have, uh, you know, if your skin's that dark and you hate on other people with dark skin, you should be flushed down the fucking toilet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, really, like you're yeah. a for, you're a foreign person in America, yeah. with that color skin, 
and, you, and I'm not saying he is. I'm just right. saying if, if he is, yeah, that's a pretty shitty situation. Yeah, I'll I'll say this about Shot Khan. I think that he knows he's in a good old boy club, so he has to. It's like he has to tread lightly because he knows that hey, if it, if all, if everything falls down, I'm the odd man out regardless. So because the thing about it is, he was catching heat from the Doug Peterson hire because they were like, okay, you had Byron Leftwood, you had some other African-American coaches, and he and he met with um, Doug, Dougie P. One, like, one interview was like, hey, I'm sold. And think, I mean, gratefully, the Jaguars in the playoffs, because if they would have had a shitty record, that probably would have been a stain on Shaw Constant. Like, okay, Dougie, you know, Doug Peterson, um, you know, had a shitty record with the Jaguars then, you could have allowed Byron Leftwick or, or or whatever African American qualified coach to be able to come in and and have that opportunity. So, so he dodged a bullet there. Yeah, and, and and the problem with African American coaches is, like I said, they don't get the premier jobs right. for the most part. Right. Um, and then you have guys like um, Todd Bowles in Tampa, mm-hmm. and that that whole system was set up for them to fail this season. Right. I mean, they won the division eight and nine. They should mm-hmm. not have, but they did because Brady can pull a couple games out of his hat. But that whole team is discombobulated. Todd Bowles isn't there if Bruce Arians doesn't stay on the, in the organization. Yeah. Well, let's just be honest about that. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Todd, or Bruce Arians is an ally. Yes. And uh, if, if, uh, if he doesn't stay, Todd Bowles doesn't get that job. No. Mm. No, mm-hmm. it, it, it goes to some retreader hell. It might go to, to Jeff Fisher Jr. for all we know. <laughs> I think uh, Jim Caldwell, did he interview for the Panthers job? Did I see? I believe I saw that. You know you know we, what we call those kind of interviews? Token. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a, hey, we want to hire – John Gruden, but we need to we interview a black guy. Um, yeah. What's Jim Caldwell doing? Yeah, yeah. it was exactly. it was the Panthers. Yeah, I heard the Panthers being tied to Harbaugh too. Yeah, and, and Any, Har- anybody that doesn't have a coach seems to be tied to Harbaugh. Right yeah, now. except yeah. the Rams, except the Rams because <laughs> nobody's touching that job. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, if a black head coach lines up anywhere, it'll be in LA. Yeah, so, yeah, because they're gonna be fucked for five years. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Man. What talent do they have to trade? They have to get rid of Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the thing. The, their salary cap is just completely screwed. Mm-hmm. They have no draft picks. They have no way of getting better. And by the way, their quarterback is broken mm-hmm. and do, doesn't really want to play anymore. He says he's coming back, but I'm not really so sure. I think that's more his wife wanted him to go back. Yeah. Yes. Man. So, so you really think McVay is going to be out of there? He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. I he don't left. know if it's official, but he he's out. Right, right, right. I know they were talking about it. I, I didn't know that if they. Dude, they're already putting move. stories about about him quitting. Yeah. He's allowing us. He's allowed his assistants to seek other jobs. Also. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, it's a done deal. So the stories he, start coming out about you quitting. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're done. So you think he's? You think he he may use or get another? Well, I'm no. Sure what he's going to do? He's mm-hmm. going to go into TV for a year or two, 
and then he's going to go back to coaching. He's going to go back to TV for a year or two to keep his name out there, keep, stay relevant, be in the front of everyone's mind and say, hey, look, look how smart I am. Look at everything I can talk about. And that's basically going to be his interview. And then a team's going to either the coach is going to retire. Hell, it might be Belichick who retires and he might he'll just fall into their lap. Yeah, because he'll have his choice of whatever coaching job he wants. I'll tell you what, if I hire him, I'd be like, you are not to touch the GM. You've destroyed <laughs> one salary cap and one roster. Mm-hmm. Really? I cannot allow you to do it again. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm looking at the Rams roster. The only people they could trade that are worth a damn Ramsey, Donald Cup, and maybe Leonard Floyd, and he's getting long in the two. Yeah. Well, he's got what about seven years uh, For what? He's, he's a head case. He's a, he's a head case, and he's getting up there in age as a running back. He's only played two years. He's 23. He's got about four more years. Um, there's nobody on this roster. You no. couldn't make it. You couldn't make a decent mad trade with this pile of trash. No, mm-hmm. and and they have no draft picks. G- going back to something I never thought I would say. I actually think the Lions won that trade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they were going nowhere with Stafford. Now, and, 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 and got yes. what looks to be a franchise quarterback out of the deal. Yeah. And the Rams got a Super Bowl, so both teams are happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool to have the Super Bowl and everything, but now what? Because next year they have a second, a third, six, 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 and a seventh. Yeah. No fifth, no fourth, no first. Ouch. And I want to say they gave up their first round pick next year, too. Not just this coming draft, but next draft. Mm. Because I think for Ramsey, they gave up two firsts. And I know they gave up two firsts for Stafford. I forget what years. In 24, they have a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, two, six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just going like NBA tank. Let's just give away all of our first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they pulled a Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was this? November 1st, 2022. They reportedly offer their 24 and 25 first round picks for Brian Burns. <laughs> wow. Like you're one ACL away from getting nothing for that. Yeah. yeah, I just don't oh, understand throwing a whole draft away for one guy. I, it just doesn't work. I don't know if I would stop laughing if they go, you know, screw it. We want Sean Payton, New Orleans, take our first round draft pick. Everybody laughed at Mike mm. Dick. At least he got Ricky Williams out of the field. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, that, that whole roster and situation is just trash. Well, at least we got to shit on the Rams for about 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> So let, let's go to a, a feel-good story. So um, I, I got a question for you guys. Which is, this was where, the, is this where we talk about Aaron Rodgers leaving? We can do, <laughs> we can do that now. Let's do that now. Okay, we'll, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that's my question a, that, later. That's a feel-good story. <laughs> that's a feel-good story. I don't like that bastard. To, to come out before the game and go, I don't know what I'm doing next year. It, we'll, we'll see. He basically gave up before the game started. <laughs> I, I don't know where he got his education on leadership. 
but he should get his money back for that course. Trump University. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he I think he got his course for leadership from Trump States. Ah. Just doesn't, even, doesn't even make sense. Like you don't say that shit as a quarterback. No. You let the cards play out and then you you say the typical I don't know and you take some time to think about it. I know how to do it. How come you don't? <laughs> and and we've talked about this before is quarterbacks are more than just physical attributes of throwing the ball down the field. It's they're the on field CEO and it's leadership. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. the on field CEO. They're the ones that navigate the ship on the field. And and also and also off the field on the sidelines, keeping yeah. everyone steady, keeping everyone even keel as the, the game is going up and down. It goes all the way to the interviews. Yep. Yeah, like it's just uh and well, I tell you, athletes are sensitive. You gotta watch what you say. And he's just not that guy. No. He doesn't care if he ruffles feathers, but that's the thing. You can do that when you're talking about other subjects. But when it comes to football, it's your job to not rock the boat. Yeah. You can rock the boat in your discussions with the GM. You can rock your boat in the discussions with the owners. But when you're out in public, your job is to keep it as smooth sailing as possible. Yeah. And he does not give a shit. At all. And, and, and he signed, what, a three, four-year extension? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I still take him over the deck lately. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, one of those quarterbacks is playing in the playoffs this week. One of them is not. Yeah, one of them will be there for about 20 minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick the games later. So, Whatever. Um, before our break, I do want to want to ask you guys a question. So feel-good moments. Which was a better feel-good moment? Watching Steve Gleason block the punt and when New Orleans went back to the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina, or watching Naheem Hines run back a kickoff at the start of the Buffalo game this past week? This is the shit that makes me think the NFL scripted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I knew as soon as he was crossed the end zone, like this game is over, like over. Yeah, really wasn't yeah. though. The Patriots played a decent game. Yeah, probably probably one of their best games of the year. Yeah. Well, and they had to win the game to get into the playoffs. Right. I don't know. Steve Gleason's was like a. That's still a thing. Years yeah. later. Yeah. I don't know if the Naeem Himes thing will be a thing 10 some years later. I yeah. don't see it. And I, I want to say this. So again, thankfully, DeMar Hamlin is, is doing better. Um, he's back in Buffalo. He's breathing on his own. He, he Long way to recovery. God, you know, wish, wish him well. What saved his life was not prayers to some magical sky god. It was canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He... It was the, the EMTs on the field, the doctors in the hospital that saved his life. Actually, it was the trainers that came out and gave him CPR. Yeah, the yeah. people that Quay Walker shoved because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> the second time he's done that this year. Second time. I'll tell you what. Trainer turned around, bowed up to him. I was like, "Yeah, don't be yeah. scared of him. Just got a helmet on." <laughs> Did you see Quay Walker walk back to the locker room? Like oh, a who, who, you did it to yourself. You could have been 100%. there. The, you could have been there at the end of the game to help your team. You had to let the emotions run over. And who's the asshole defensive tackle who comes over and bumps the trainer? Fucking 150 pounds heavier, this guy, and you want to chest bump somebody. He's not getting punished. He should get punished too. Mm. Take his little <laughs> punk ass out of the game too. End Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> career correctly. Ah, <laughs> dang. Which fucking idiots in this league? I don't give a shit yeah. what they say. Fucking yeah, idiot. Man. Selfish bastards. Yes. Ah, Aaron Rodgers is, is top on that list. 
And if you watch, the trainer basically just put his hand on the stomach and was like, yeah, yeah, I need I need a little space, bud. Right. He gently kind of pushed him, hey, I need to get in here. I need to help my guy. Right. What are you doing standing over a player that's not on your team injured anyway? Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. It was there was nothing malicious. It was a gentle push. Hey, I need to get in here to help. And you can't handle a gentle push from a guy that's literally half your size. And then he wants to apologize. Man, don't apologize. Just keep being the asshole you are. Yeah. Yeah. Be consistent. So on on that note, we're gonna take a break and then we'll be we'll be back in just a second. And we're back. So we, we've got a couple more things and then we're going to uh, pick the upcoming playoff game. So I'll put this question out to you guys first. So mm-hmm. who is the MVP this year for the NFL? Mm. Is it Mahomes? Is it Allen? Is it Burrow? Oh. Allen has not played an MVP season. He's not. He's played well, but he hasn't. He hasn't been on the same level of Mahomes and um, yeah. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I would say Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. That works. Who's the offensive rookie of the year? Hmm. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Oh yeah, Garrett Wilson. He, if he gets a quality quarterback, they are going to be a problem. Yeah. yeah, especially with my pick for defensive player rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, your Sauce can. Yeah, Sauce has a good uh, opportunity. To be yeah, I think so too. I mean, we we talked about the Lions being young, you know, a solid core. The Jets are right up there too. Yeah. You know what? Uh, for offensive rookie of the year. Um, it could be I, I like Garrett Wilson. It could be Kenny Walker the third too from uh Seattle. From Seattle. Yeah, he yeah. fizzled out of the back half though. Yeah. Yeah, because of the injury. I think did, did he hurt his uh Toss Garter is pretty he's, he's been said, hurt all you know, kind of the the on and off the past couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, Tariq Woolen tied for lead with interceptions in the NFL. The cornerback for the Seahawks. So I mean Sauce did a lot, but you got to kind of look at that also. That's true. I'll say Tariq Wallen. He had the numbers to back it up. Good pick. So it is time to do our final power rankings of the year. So with mine, um, I went with um, San Francisco number one. They are playing just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. They look tough to beat. Yeah, them nine is solid. I'll pick nine is two. Number two one with Cincinnati. Talk about a team that has come on. At, after those first two weeks, we were talking about that Zach Taylor. I had no idea what the hell he was doing. And they've turned it around. I want to put the Eagles there, but they struggled with Jalen Hurts against the Giants. So, can't do it, Chiefs. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going Kansas City. At three, I went Buffalo. That's where the Bengals are going on my list, number three. Uh, Yeah, you read my mind, BJ. I'm going Bengals, too. At four is where we put Kansas City. 
um, just because, I mean, those, those three teams are basically even. Uh, the difference is Cincinnati and Buffalo have both beaten Kansas City. So mm. I'm putting the Eagles here. They're struggling. They're struggling that much. Um, I'm putting Buffalo. I put Philly at five. I guess this is where the Bills go. Uh, Philly at five. And see, I made sure that we did this just so we could do our last week of bottom three. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> my worst team in the NFL is the Chicago Bears yeah I think they've earned their spot put them down there I mean you get a first round quarterback first first overall quarterback and you put it on a season like that oh boy <laughs> yeah I'm putting the Bears too the Bears Um, just above them I've got Arizona I mean they are so bad oh. they fired their coach and their GM their big oof of the season, though, is paying a quarterback $244 million and looking like that. Give me the Broncos. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, let's ride, Broncos. Let's ride. Right. What are, what are we riding? <laughs> Down the <and> dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> riding that Trojan train. That's what's right. Yeah, you guys forgot forget that the Colts exist in all of this mess. <laughs> I don't see, but I don't believe the Colts is a talent thing. The Colts is a front office coaching thing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. There's talent on that football team. They're just terrible this year. <sighs> Worse than the Texans? Give me the Texans. That's a solid bottom three right there. Yeah. Lovey went, Oh, you guys are going to fire me? No number one pick for you. I was so <laughs> happy when they won that game. Up. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I can just hear Lovey going, fuck you, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you say that. Um, I'm right, picking the Texas. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Ofe, honky. Uh, okay. Uh, so now, now the fun begins. So our actual NFL picks for the playoffs. Um, for those of you who are keeping track at home, and again, I, I – feel for you because you have no life uh, BJ has 54 wins Dorian and I are tied at 53 <laughs> so um, the first game that we're going to pick is Seattle and San Francisco San Francisco is a 10 point favorite I would like to point out that you would be tied for the lead had you not picked against your team this is true just throwing that out there for you <laughs> So I went with San Francisco in this one I, nobody is playing harder than the 49ers right now and they look like they've got a solid quarterback. He may not be great, but he's what they need. He can get he can distribute the ball to all of their different weapons. Yeah, I have a hard time picking against the 49ers, but I think the way Pete Carroll's been this year, he might have a few tricks up his sleeve. I don't, you know? four, I don't think the 49ers cover. Do they win? They win though. They win. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, the Niners win. The next game is the Chargers versus the Jaguars. Um, and Los Angeles is a one-point favorite, which basically just means like it's it's a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Jacksonville 
because I do not trust Herbert in a big game. He's got talent, but in when the games are tight, like they are in playoff games, when it's a night game like it's going to be, he just doesn't come through. If if they're smart, and I believe they are, I got to go with the Chargers because Austin Eckler. He's like this year. He's the this current NFL's Brian Westbrook. He he does everything. Um, I mean, I'm gonna be a homer. Um, I'm gonna pick. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Jackson. Reason being is, is that yes, the Chargers do have uh, Austin Eckler, but them not having Mike Williams that 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 feeds into what I rather Herbert feed Eckler and just. And we just, you know, focus our, our efforts just on one playmaker. Keenan Allen, yeah, he, he could go off, but I don't know where that's going to go. But that Mike Williams, he's a problem. and He's not playing. So I like our chances defensively. Okay. The next game is Miami versus Buffalo. Um, there is no Ooh, confirmation. They're saying, they're saying Mike Williams is playing. He's just not practicing. Is he he's playing? Yeah. Oh, well, he's not 100%, so I'll take my chance. If he's at 100%, <laughs> then, then oh, we win trouble. But I still up my chances, so he. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's your team in the playoffs. It, it happens, what, once every five years? You got to pick yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just, do <it. laughs> Just do it. Like it. <laughs> yeah, there um, Damn, Miami and Buffalo. Oof. I. I have not heard of Tua's plan. I don't think he should. <laughs> if they're playing, the whole fucking front office should be arrested right. for, for attempted manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got to go I'm Buffalo, and I think they come. Yeah. Yeah, I'm go going ahead. Buffalo. I don't see Miami winning this game. No. Josh Allen's had more experience in the playoffs than that whole team combined, I think. So that should show up. Except maybe Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but you got to have somebody to get you the ball. This is true. Um, so this is the afternoon game on Sunday. I, I keep I, I say that so that you understand that it's <laughs> Daniel Jones versus afternoon Kirk Cousins. Afternoon delight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went with Daniel Jones because it's Kirk Cousins in the afternoon of the play. <laughs> I'm absolutely going with the Giants in this game. The uh, Vikings are probably one A and B with the Cowboys is the most unreliable double digit win teams in the playoffs. Are you on the giants? Yes. Uh, Just, I think Kirk Cousins is going to turn around. I'm going Vikings. I don't know though. Cause if I hadn't drafted Kirk Cousins in fantasy football, I never would have traded Terry McLaurin to you, Adam for Joe Burrow, which kind of fixed my whole season. So it's still Kirk Cousins in the afternoon game yeah. in the playoffs. Fucking trash. So the the next game is Baltimore Cincinnati. So this is uh, I think the night game on Sunday. Cincinnati is a six and a half point favorite. I went with Burrow because yeah, yeah. same, same. Just yeah, you you don't have to say anything. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. Bengals. That guy's more got more confidence in a little bit, and he's got a talent around to pull it off. So, so the the last game is the Monday night game. It is the Dallas Cowboys against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I will put this out to BJ because I'm sure he knows the answer. 
When uh, was the last time Dallas won a road playoff game? Uh, probably 92. Yep, that is actually correct. It is 1992. Yeah, I, I know. I knew it was right and made me sick to say it. <laughs> but you know why it was 92? Because after that, it was a fucking one seed. That's why. Um, <sighs> Bucks. What? You picked against your Cowboys? <laughs> fucking Dak looks like trash, dude. I'm dead serious yeah. when I say I would be perfectly fine with trading Dak in the offseason. Dak has had two games this entire season where he has not thrown an interception. Well, like seven if you count the ones where he wasn't playing. Okay. <laughs> okay. He has played two games this year where he has not thrown an interception. Is that better? Yeah. Mark my words, though. Because you said this, the Cowboys will take that ball away from those bastards. Yeah. Yeah, I think they when they played early in the year, I want to say Tampa had one turnover, which Dallas didn't get any points off of. But it's not the defense's fault. They went and got it. Yeah. I know, and, and that's the thing. Like also Dallas... lost also lost Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence for extended periods during that game. Yeah. And Dallas's pass rush outside of Micah Parsons has not been what it was earlier in the season. Uh, I had a theory about that. I think they've backed off a little bit to stop the run. And if, and if you're playing Tampa, that you don't really have to care because they don't have a running game. Uh, don't want to let Fournette get rolling. I know it's it's still Tom Brady in the playoffs. He'll still throw 40, 50 passes. As long as he throws half of them from the seat of his pants. That's all I care <laughs> about. Break that bitch. So I actually went Tampa too. Yeah, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So, yeah. I mean, of the, of the three times that a team has won a division with a losing record, so they had a home playoff game, two of those they've won. I don't trust the Cowboys. They've disappointed me thoroughly. Yeah, um, it's hard to go against Brady at home, man. Uh, I, I picked the Bucks too, but I'm telling you, if I don't know, um, I think I think one of the ways that the Cowboys can win this game, I think they need to feed Zeke, man. Let Zeke take it to so that, that that front four. They need to run the offense they were running when Cooper Rush was. was <laughs> you have to be you have to be in a game for that game plan to matter. So yeah. they have to keep the game close. However, is to keep that relevant. Well, and Tampa, even in the games they've won, have not blown teams out. Right. I'm not excited about this game. And they're making me wait till Monday, so I, <laughs> I can't enjoy the rest of the playoffs. So, Dorian, I believe you were the one that said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, all excited that, you know, that Dallas would be playing Tampa. And like, if it's close and it's Brady. Yeah, fourth quarter. <laughs> of course, we have never seen Brady the way he looks this year either. No, he, he looks just disinterested. And shitty. Yeah. yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. All we do know is we don't know. We, we yeah. don't know. You know, we, we do know that, that Brady has kind of dominated the playoffs. I, I think the stat was if you took the playoff victories for Joe Montana – Terry Bradshaw and Matthew Stafford and adding them all together, you still have one less than Tom Brady has. Yeah. And all oh. three of them have won Super Bowls. Oh, Super Bowls, right. 
He just he he finds a way in the playoffs. Now, to, to BJ's point, that team has just looked discombobulated all season. Right. right. But he has a way to get those players to respond when he needs them to. It could be an ugly game, and the next thing you know it, they're in sync and shit. Like it's like some Jedi mind trick he does. Like, like, hey, you're going to catch the ball. I am <laughs> going to catch the ball. Yes, Mike, M- Mike Evans. The ball's going to hit your hands and it's going to stick. Yes, it's going to hit my hands. It's going to stick. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, it's just crazy. So, And that's yeah. the thing. Like, if, if it's a double-digit game, Dallas is up in the fourth quarter, it's over. Yeah. If it's four or five points going into the fourth quarter, I'm not picking against Brady in that situation. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't do that. That's the you know. I think I think the only team I think uh, I think the Rams when they won their Super Bowl, I think the Rams were the team that uh, they got Brady at a four and out or something when when they played him in Tampa uh, in the playoffs and uh, Cooper Cup caught that long touchdown from um, from Stafford. You remember like two years? What was it? Yeah, was and, last and year. Yeah, it was it was last year. And if you yeah. remember, the Rams jumped out in that game. Yeah, they did. And Brady yeah. almost willed them himself back into it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He just can't cover. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's it's going to be fun. Um, probably maybe not for BJ trying to go through the the weekend, worried about us Cowboys. But it, well, it should be fun. Yeah, but we almost had it to where all three of our teams would have made the playoffs. I was rooting for the Lions to make it, man. Well, the okay, first time so, since they were in high school or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so funny story about that. So I, I was kind of getting getting the baby ready on on Sunday, and I put on his Lions jersey. My wife looks at me. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I, I put on like my my throwback Barry Sanders jersey that like I never wear because it's never like, proud of the Lions like at all. <laughs> And my wife looks at me, she goes, is it game day? I was like, yeah, the, the Lions are having like an important game today. They might actually make the playoffs. She's like, are we having wings? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wings. <laughs> and so I went to the store um, and I had probably four or five people go, I hope the Lions win today. And yeah. I guarantee you, they're not Lions fans. They just want to create a <laughs> Probably. And it didn't matter. I did not care. Nope. Yeah, man. We went from, uh, what was it? I saw uh, a meme somebody put, you know, uh, going from pussies to mighty cats. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, was, I was joking with a friend of mine going into Sunday, going, like, what's the most Lions thing ever? Is it Seattle winning so you not, they get knocked out, but the Lions coming back and winning? Or is it Seattle losing? You have a chance, and then just lay an egg. And I went, well, it's probably Seattle winning, and then Detroit just winning because that's what they do. I didn't realize the most Lions thing ever would be having the refs screw the Lions over from four thousand miles away to knock them out of the playoffs, and then they, they go out and win. <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was that, that was crazy, but and I, I don't know who I'm more mad at. I, is it Baker Mayfield or Jalen Ramsey? I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to pin anything on Baker. He just got there and he's doing better than anybody else has done to that point. So yes, mm-hmm. well, and it was so funny because all year was rooting for the Rams to lose. 
for yeah. obvious reasons. And now the one game I need them to win. <laughs> hey, hey, you got one job. Just, just score, just baby. One job. Just, just go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't blame McVeigh for walking away. Now he's still a punk for doing it. I don't blame him because mm-hmm. he, he knows he's looking at their roster. He's looking at that at the contracts going. This is going to be a five and twelve team for the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. That will be pinned on me. And I will never get another coaching job yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the co- I'm trying to get to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he, I quit. Yeah. I was like, well, he just got married. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wife. wait, wait. You can quit your job if you get married? When is this a thing? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, real quick side note. Um, NBA, right? Uh, so Kevin Durant is going to be out, I think, for two weeks because of his Four. knee. Four. Um, they they say at least a month. Oh, means a month. He's going to be evaluated in two weeks. Oof. So, um, I'll tell you this: like, I, I was telling someone about the Boston Celtics, and I said it seems as if the Boston Celtics. Ever since that fiasco with M.A. Udoka, like it seems that they've like gathered around each other more. They're playing really solid basketball. I'm picking the Celtics to win it all this year. I tell I'm you what, I'm, the Celtics. I'm not picking Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm also not picking against Giannis. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. It, the, the thing is, I know that Giannis is going to be uh, a force in the playoffs, but it's just on defense. Giannis, he can't guard it. He can't guard both Tatum and Brown. And then Malcolm Brogdon, I called it. I said, he's going to be the X factor. Him, because what he does is Marcus Smart, when he comes in the game, Marcus Smart is the defensive-minded, you know, kind of like, you know, all over the place. When Malcolm Brogdon comes in, he slows the offense down. And he allows them to think intelligently on the offensive side and defensive side of the ball. And I can tell how they ball movement. He takes the ball. He slows them down. And it's like that maturity that Malcolm Brogdon has is going to be that X factor for the Celtics in the playoffs, man. I see them winning it all. Well, and and you need to be able to run a half-court set. Mm-hmm. And you see it a lot with teams. And they'll, they'll go on winning streaks of five, six, seven games. Mm-hmm. And it's just up and down the court. But when the playoffs start, you need mm-hmm. to be able to execute in the half-court. Brogdon does that. Smart does that, too. Yeah, yeah. The smart thing is he's just an agitator on defense. He's a yeah. damn good one at, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Um, now the the thing with Milwaukee and again going picking against Giannis is I'm going to keep with the the, the um, Sandlot Sports podcast thing and go with when Joe Ingles comes back, Milwaukee will be a force to right. reckon with. That's right. I I forgot he's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. got to shoot it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know what? I'll say this. Uh Grayson Allen, he's been balling. Yeah, he's a piece of shit though. Yeah. I don't talk I don't talk about him. Don't talk about him. He doesn't deserve any press. He's one of the dirtiest okay. players in pro sports in the last, I don't know, 15 years. Is it the Mac Jones of the NBA? No, no. Mac Jones <laughs> is the Grayson Allen of the NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll clarify that. <laughs> Grayson Allen's been dirty since we knew about him. It, no, who who was dirtier, Grayson Allen or Matthew Della Vadova? 
I see Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen tries to injure people. Del Vadova is just a fucking annoyance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Grayson Allen is the NBA's Vontez Burford. Okay. Not a fan of that guy. No. So, so people like any... him are why people hate white people. <laughs> well, there are <laughs> other reasons too. <laughs> um, so, Dwayne, so you've got Boston coming out of the East. Who's coming out of the, the jumble that is the West? I'll say this. I mean, a lot of people saying Golden State, which that that could be the case. Um, I really, uh, I think either Den- Denver can give Golden State fits if they if Jamal um if uh, Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic, and that core can stay healthy, they can give them fits. I can see them going seven games. Um. And you also, do realize Golden State's a seventh seed right now, right? Right, but you at you know five hundred. Yeah, but they it, it, still got time to you know. It depends on the, the health. Health is everything. But also too, if if Dallas can find a way to trade and get um, Luca another score, just to just so they can, they can carry the load while Luca's on the bench, I still say Dallas. How Dallas many years have we, have we been saying that though? Ever yeah. since he's been in the league, like he needs help. Yeah, yeah, they got to get him help, man. Um, I don't know, I don't know who. Well, I saw something that they were, um, that 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 they were talking to, um, Miami. They they were uh, talking with Miami, and they mentioned Tyler Hero. I don't think that'd be enough. But but they need another bona fide score for. He's pretty inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they can get another bona fide score, man. Um, then I think because Luca can carry the team on his own, but he can't do everything. He's he like can, he can carry the team in the regular season. Right. He cannot carry them. Right. In past the, the conference finals, he just he can't. Right. Now I I will tell you that my pick is Memphis. They gave Golden State fits That's all right. last year. Damn, I'm getting Memphis. And yeah. Josh is just getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah. And that Desmond Bain and, and Brooks, that, that combination, they're like gritty guards that get all up in yeah. Golden State's face and um, you know, and, and play that 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 grindhouse, that grindhouse ball that they call themselves. They did call themselves the, the you know the, the grindhouse team or whatever. So it, yeah, it, I can see Memphis too. If I remember right, Dylan Brooks um like like was given Coach K shit when he played at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Like yep. he's been doing this. This is his entire career. Yep. Yep. Uh three and D guy. Um also too Jaron Jackson Jr. uh is playing a lot better. Um, I think he increases rebounds this year. Um, I think he's hitting like 38 from three point this year. Yeah. So um, he's improved. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I can see Memphis as well. Yeah. Um, you, you know who's been fun to watch this this year? Your twin out there in, in Sacramento. Coaching <laughs> the Kings. <laughs> Yo, true story, right? So the past couple of times I've been at the airport, in the village, you're like, hey, you look like somebody. And I go, Mike Brown. They say, oh, yeah, the coach of the Kings. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, you do like him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's get it out the way. So I'm getting that a lot. 
<laughs> I still remember we went to the the Magic Kings game a, f- mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago, and my wife was like, "Dorian's on the court." <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> but why is Dorian on the court? It's not Dorian. <laughs> it is. <sighs> you, you know what they say? Um, some conspiracy theorists believe that we, we all have a clone somewhere. So <laughs> maybe I was clone that went doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the conspiracy theory is that Avril Lavigne actually died a couple of years ago, like 10, 20 years ago, and they, they have her clone out there doing different music. Oh, they say that yeah. about Paul McCartney, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Tupac is still alive. He's in Cuba, apparently. So, is Elvis finally dead? Um, I think, I think <laughs> Elvis lives in Umatilla, man. With that um, dry, with that diet and that much barbiturates, I don't think you make it this far. No. <laughs> oh man so real quick right um it's not sports related but i think it's funny so um bj you comment on it i put imagine if we had social media from 1990 no no no, no. <laughs> i'd be more single than i am right now <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I do not need my kids knowing the true stories that happened. Man, look, OnlyFans would have my face on it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the creator of OnlyFans. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> and then good. people would like I was kind of not raised Republican, but you as a white person, if if you aren't like kind of Republican from birth, a, a in white America, person in Lake County, you're basically yeah, Republican. Yeah, so like yeah. it would have like chronicled my shift from Republican to not Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat. They're fucking idiots too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just I don't know. It would be a weird. That'd be a weird thing to look back 15 years, 20 years, and be like, oh, that's oh. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was kind of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Still am. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no. That'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, and so then not sweet. to mention like the track record of no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm more glad that there weren't smartphones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody had their camera in their pocket. Y'all wouldn't exactly. believe it. Y'all would not yeah. believe it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hell, there were some Polaroids that went around Leesburg High. I can imagine what happened with, with smartphones if we had them. Oh yeah, I remember the Polaroids. It wasn't oh, yeah. any. It wasn't anything for you to make a bottle of vodka disappear on a Friday night and then not remember a fucking thing for the next two days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, nope. Very mm-hmm. happy it worked out the way it did. Exactly. No, no screenshots or anything like that nope. back then. Nope. You know, nope. 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 Like, nope. Oh no, I was at her house. I never no, told I her that. I wasn't over there. No, I didn't say that to them. Your GPS says that's a lie. Exactly. <laughs> I did not ask your best friend that question. Exactly. Nowadays, here's a screenshot. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Shit. All right, man. All right. Okay. All right. You got me. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> that's what I tell my kids all the time. Is like, whatever you put on social media, whatever stays you put there. online, stays there. Stays and, and if you if you have a picture. And you send it to someone, that picture is no longer yours. Right. No, it's everybody's. Right. Yep. Everybody's. Everybody's. There, so don't show are... any don't show anybody your chocolate starfish. No. 
<laughs> there, there are a few girls that we went to to high school with <laughs> that learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh. Yep. So on that happy note, I think we'll call it a night, gentlemen. So Peace. this has been Sandlot Sports. Go Jags. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.